0: This is the Gambling Gauchos.
1: I don't usually wear it, and I've been drinking a lot of soda. Listen, and fighting for each other.
0: fighting for each other. And no matter what happens, we just say what's next.
1: Yeah, That's yeah. all we do. Yeah. Somebody turn on some damn yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech, betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need, money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be that day. Now, here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro, the money line matadors, the casino cowboys, the parlay Picadors. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. You dig. With the Gambling Gauchos. Oh, and one more thing. It's all West Texas. It always has been.
0: Ooh, welcome into the Gambling Gauchos. I am Rob Bro. He's Kyle Jacobson. And he is Ryan Money Mainville. We need to get back with the Sam Elliott impersonator and uh, have him add in Ryan Mainville so we can have an alternate intro. We're here in the Cardinals Sports Center studio. If you need to gear up for the Christmas season, it's the officially 12 days of Christmas that Cardinals is doing. Follow them on social media, Twitter, Instagram. They'll give you the deal of the day all the way till Christmas. Uh, They have the vault collection of hats they just put out that are electric. MyCardinalSports.com or live in person in Lubbock. They're on 68th, 8th, 8-ish? And slide. How are you doing, boys?
2: Doing great. Shout out to Cardinals. Got a location in Plano. So if you're uh, in the more eastern part of West Texas, closer to my neck of the woods, Go, go see Cardinals and Planos.
3: I'm feeling better than a team that just came back from the largest deficit in NFL history. I need a Gauchos chain, baby.
0: Let's go. Kirk, Kirk Thuggins over there. You like that? You
3: like
1: Hello?
0: that? I, I mean, we were at uh, Cujo's uh, defeating racism on Saturday. Yeah.
3: Hey, shout out for that, honestly.
0: And... Or fighting against racism. I don't think it's ever gonna be defeated. Hopefully one day we work toward that, but
3: Hey, can I can I clarify real quick for people who may not be as online as us?
0: Oh well, yeah, it was the head coaches against racism classic.
3: Yeah. So my wife asked me, she was like, Why is everybody in the Discord talking about the end of racism? And I was like, Well, this it's like a neutral site game and it's called like the defeating racism challenge or classic or something. head,
0: Head coaches against racism. Okay. Yeah. So I was
3: like, it, it was, they were joking about that, that if we lose, then, then we let racism win. And so it was, it was working to defeat racism on, was that Saturday against Jackson state?
0: But only the coaches were fighting against racism. The players just let hey, it run. We
3: need uh, we need all hands on deck
0: there, you know? Well, it's, it's really a fight for everyone. And if you're not fighting it, you're letting it happen, right? Where even was I going with it? Oh, we were at Cujo's. It's on across the the bar from us, the Vikings game. We walk in, it's 33 to nothing. And then Ryan, with his eagle eyes, looks all the way across the bar and he's like, holy crap, the Vikings have tied the game. And we were like, what? So we had to get the manager over to uh, change another TV closer to us. It was also a whole fiasco to get the HBCU Go.TV app on at the bar. But graciously... Uh, no free ads, but Cujo's did get it on for us.
3: So, the way I found out about the Vikings game, I don't know if anybody cares, but I was tuning in early. I was going all around Dallas Fort Worth house shopping. And it was like 16 to zero when I was tuning in on the radio. I was like, well, great. And then I saw it halftime. I was checking a fantasy score. It was 33 to zero. And of course, like anybody else, I just completely wrote it off. And then a little bit later, it was 36 to 21. I turn it back on the radio. We're driving to the next house. Only to hear that Kirk Cousins throws an interception. I was like, well, we had it to a two possession game. We had the ball. Maybe we we're about to make a game out of it, but we threw a pick. So, whatever. I tune out again. And then I see a text on my phone a little bit later, and somebody's like, wow, Matt Ryan's about to pull a Matt Ryan. And I was like, what? And I pull up the ESPN app, and it says 39 36 in overtime. And I, I still don't know how it happened. I haven't even watched highlights yet, but uh, shout out to Matt Ryan.
0: Have too much fun with this uh, thing on the YouTube. Anyways, um, I was driving over, listening on the radio, and the guy, the color guy, was like, "Oh man, so when do these guys think about just quitting and taking Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins out?" And the play-by-play guy was like, "Well, maybe one, one or two more drives, and then I get there, and it's tied by the fourth quarter." Um, the Cowboys went the other way. So yeah, they lost. We don't have to talk about that.
3: They lost to the Jaguars. They were like five and eight or something. Is that right?
0: Yeah, their their two That's losses crazy. have a combined single-digit uh, win total. Yeah,
2: so best you, five and eight team in the country. Yeah,
0: yeah. so y'all probably aren't going to win your division either. I guess. Well, it's not the worst division in football. So
3: dang. So you have to go on the road in the playoffs. That sucks.
0: Yeah, to Tampa Bay.
3: Y'all don't get to hang a banner for winning your division. No. Dang. Are you going to do that? Yeah. That's a
0: little, that's a little AFC East uh, – uh, AFC title game, Colts, banner-ish. And, uh, so you're all going to
3: have to go to, like, San Francisco in round one?
0: No, no, no. Tampa Bay. Is in that five, it? 5-4, five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tampa Bay.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll get, like, Taylor Heineke or uh, Daniel Jones in the first round.
0: I would not brag about having to get Taylor Heineke. Why? Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> okay. He's a winner, man. Okay. He's a winner. Yeah. He's the second best quarterback in the NFC East.
3: He's the second best quarterback on his team. Yeah. Behind who? Carson Wentz went healthy.
0: Carson the one where the head coach was like, What's your what's so what's the problem? Why are you starting off so bad? And he was like, quarterback? Ron Rivera said quarterback. And
3: then like, tier, uh, then quarterback. like tearfully defended him.
0: Yeah, because the owner was like, Hey, what are you doing, man?
3: How many times has Taylor Heineke won the job out of camp over a healthy quarterback in his career?
0: What's his record? Po- uh, you're not going to answer my question. Why are you def- – do you, you, you just want to argue tonight? No, I'm but just they, saying they, Taylor Heineke like has never even but been the, 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 the best quarterback on his own team. It's a narrative that you're saucy, but you're defending Carson uh, Wentz or Taylor Heineke when the records on the field are drastic in the last two years.
3: No, I'm not being saucy. I'm just asking you a question and you failed to answer it.
0: Because it was a leading question that doesn't have anything to do with performance on the field. It's just because coaches never get, get it wrong out of camp. I said he
3: was the second best quarterback on his team, and you're like, oh, oh okay. how could you possibly say that? And I was like, well, he's never won a job
0: out of camp over another healthy quarterback. So I mean, you watch the games, all right? So today on the show, we're going to talk a little bit. How is that robscating? That is not robfuscating. We don't need see. This is a narrative. This is an air that spreads. Thank you, Dale. Kyle, keep this thing. Ryan, you're along for the ride tonight, man. Uh, Any bowl games that you've watched that uh, have meant anything to you? Because so far, uh, they've all been bad.
2: SMU-BYU wasn't too bad. Uh, I enjoyed that game. Uh, SMU just crumbling down the stretch. But that was, a, that was a fun game to watch. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it's been tough sledding. Watched Florida avoid being shut out for the first time in, like, 40 years by drilling a field goal late into a bowl game. So pretty electric, I guess. Um, I'm ready for some uh, Texas Tech football.
0: Yeah, that one uh... – Kyle, we got that one wrong.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to go Costanza mode on bowl season the rest of the way out because using my normal train of thought, has been completely wrong, and it's not just a bad streak like I hit World Cup, I hit NFL this weekend, but I just can't get the bowl games right. I blame it on the opt outs and transfer portal
0: i'm six and three in the bowl pick but the three I missed were awful, and the others are like i don't feel good about it like I just the only one I feel like I know it was uh Louisville
3: hand up okay. I did not submit a bowl pick 'em. <laughs>
0: You're in the group. You just yeah. didn't. It's not no, long. I, you can pick every
3: other. Told one. everybody else to, but I didn't submit my own.
0: Well, you're, but you're in the group, so you can go pick the rest of them if you want. If you want, you don't have to. You'll just start zero and nine.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of pointless. I'm in fourth place. Didn't know that until just now. Hey, there we go. Five, five and four, sitting pretty.
0: Oh, so who's? Wow, well, we don't need to go. Over. Money Mainville. Oh, it's (laughs) 6-3. Why are you rolling your eyes at me, dude?
3: Um, You just never miss a chance to pat yourself on the back. (laughs)
0: Never. I've never missed. Uh, Ryan, since you have those up, do you just want to read the next, I think, till Thursday? Because there's one on Tuesday. And we can knock some of those out real quick. If you still have them up.
2: Yeah, Yeah, let me look at this real quick. Because there are no dates on these.
0: Oh. Well, of course ESPN would do that.
2: Okay, the next six, you said?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's six. Let's at least do the next three or four. I can check the dates while we're going, though.
2: UConn plus 12.5 over Marshall. Ooh. Or against Marshall, I should say.
0: Rob, you and I already picked that one, didn't we? Yeah, I guess I went one ahead on that one. So that was Henry Columbia. Yeah, twelve. It's still twelve. It was not. I said ad-
3: Marshall initially, so give me UConn.
0: <laughs> I'll take Marshall.
2: Uh, I picked UConn in my pick'em, so I'll stick with them. San Jose State, three and a half point favorites over Eastern Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, somebody's getting French fries dumped on them.
2: I got SDSU. SJSU.
0: SJSU. Minus four. Yeah, I'll try you there. I don't know anything about Eastern Michigan. Well, cold weather. Idaho.
2: Yeah.
3: The so weather. We San Jose State too? The weather would lead me to take Eastern Michigan, so give me San Jose State. I'll take Eastern Michigan. i going to
0: fade Kyle tonight.
2: Toledo. Maction. One and a half point favorites over the Liberty Flames. The Boca Raton Bowl, roofclaim.com. Boca Raton Bowl.
0: The roof I pick Toledo. Um,
2: Maybe. Uh, Or.org. No free ads.
0: I'm, gonna go, I'm also going to go Toledo because uh, I believe they still have their coach.
3: Yeah, I think uh, it, the line is already going to Toledo minus five. You said one and a half, Ryan, but uh, that's some pretty I'll fade the steam and go
0: liberty.
2: So Yeah, I pro- guess I'm looking at when I got it in on the bull mania pick'em of when I locked in my pick.
0: Yeah, so pro tip on the bull mania pick'em. They don't lock until the kickoff. So you can go and look at a live line and the lines have locked on ESPN like two weeks before bowl season started. So you can get month old lines on the bull pick'em if something crazy happens and then you can ride it to uh, So if you want to pay attention to where you're going,
2: that would have been really helpful to know like a week ago.
0: Yeah. Well, you can change them still.
2: Well, now I'm definitely going to be in first place. So uh, sorry to everybody else that's in the gambling. Gauchos Bolmania Pick them. Want to close it out with Baylor air force.
0: Uh, yeah, we do Baylor air force and also Western Kentucky, uh, South, South Alabama.
3: Yeah, the Hilltoppers is actually a stone cold lock. Plus four and
0: a half. Ryan. Yep. Actually, was going to agree there, so I'll stay. Uh, and then Baylor, this is five and a half. What was it? Uh,
2: that that's what I got it at.
0: Air Force is nine and three. Um, I'm not really a pro Big Twelve guy in the bowl pickums. Uh, but I am going to fade Baylor, so I'll say uh, Air Force.
2: I picked Baylor initially. I, I may flip, though. I don't know. We'll see.
3: Yeah, I support the troops. Give me Air Force.
0: So you've got a plus two differential, not a minus two differential. If you're watching the stream, you saw that earlier. Um, Dale says Hilltoppers <laughs> and then uh, the Baylor time of possession offense against Air Force's running game is that a big time under game Do, that's you what know? they want
3: you to think so take the over
2: what's the total at? does anybody have it I can pull back up I got 47 and a half right here
0: 48 so yeah
2: Yeah, I'd probably take the under. Close, okay. but 17, yeah.
0: seventeen twenty-one game.
3: I'm really curious about the psyche of Baylor playing a bowl game in TCU Stadium.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's
3: just, so weird.
0: It's, yeah. It really is. Big hint says over. Also, you're getting some uh, Riz God comments over here, Ryan. Uh, my gosh, Ryan could be a hell of a DJ without an announcer's voice. And then Big Hen says, don't want (laughs) me to hear Money Mainville pull down one of those guitars and play some licks.
2: Big Hen, I will shoot you a message on Discord because you are a Parlay Picador. And if you are not a Parlay Picador, you should be. You can support the gambling extras on Patreon for a very affordable price of $5 a month and become a Discord member. Um, But yeah, any uh, guitar performance is going to be exclusive content. That's got to be paywalled.
3: Yeah, that's like... The latest and greatest benefit to joining on Patreon is that Ryan will serenade you for 30 seconds.
0: Nice.
2: I will. I'll, you- I'll take requests too.
0: I'm trying to think. I, you know, sometimes a singing voice is a little different than a talking voice. So I'm trying to guess your, your, maybe your range.
2: I'm or a terrible singer.
0: Some gravel in the voice,
2: but I'll sing for Big Hen.
0: He's excited. Family show. Do y'all have like a go-to karaoke number? Hmm. That's a good question. No, but I feel like I could nail a couple songs, but they'd have to be like right there in the middle. I don't, I can't go too high or too low. Maybe like a three doors down kind of jam. Like away from the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like uh, what's the i think it's the same song so far away
3: the thing about karaoke is you've got to far away you got to like vibe check it if you're doing this like really emotional sad song and you're like bringing down the mood of the whole bar yeah so away from the sun is like a little bit serious i think like one time i was at a karaoke bar and this guy wanted to do tim mcgraw so he did don't take the girl and i was like dude we're all like out here taking shots and you're yeah don't take the girl it, it was like
0: couldn't you have done a different Tim McGraw song? <laughs> All right. So if the Gauchos were a band, we got lead guitar up here in the top right corner with Ryan or maybe rhythm. I don't know what he does. Well, uh, Kyle, Kyle, what would you, of course I don't want to say short there. Kyle, what uh, would you be the drummer? Can you do some Would you, I mean, just lead singer. Is that you're the front man? I would do. I play the bass in real life. So,
3: I would probably be like the energy guy, and so y'all give me a guitar, but we'll, we won't hook it up, and it'll just look like I'm playing, and I'll like, headbang and yep. all that, and nobody will know any differently.
0: Ryan wants to know how the band would break up.
3: Rob Fiskating, of <laughs> no, course. No, no, no. would no. be like, no, actually, I sang the right song. We said we were doing the set list in this order, and you guys are actually the ones who screwed it up.
0: We'll be trying to pick a, a draft order for the set list. And Kyle will try to think of the most convoluted way to do it. And I could think of something really simple. <laughs> and there would be a big argument about it. and We'd all walk
3: off. Yeah, of great, Rob. Just find the website that generates your random idea and can execute it for us. And then we're in business. Pretty much. Ryan, dude. We like invited him on this podcast. He's like, oh yeah, I want to be the third Gaucho. And all he does is watch his parents oh. argue every episode.
0: It's part of the fun. Uh, so that's the bowl season update. Do you have any um, signing day tidbits? Not like if you, again, we say this all the time. If you want like legitimate recruiting news, there are guys that cover that full time. You can go find that. Um, we, we, the three of us to a couple of big J journals in here, but the three of us are, you know, we just do it for fun. Mostly at least the recruiting stuff. Um, Is there any transfer portal or signing day, not scoop, but something you're looking for in the class? Oh, I did want to say uh, the fastest class in the country. Is that legit? And then there's seven. I think there were seven players that topped a certain speed. That's a, a speed threshold they look for in a high school class. And you have seven and the next highest was like five in one class. So when Blanchard says he has the fastest class, he's meaning it
3: yeah they're definitely looking for a certain type i think i've given this tidbit before but uh miguel dingle the linebacker from south carolina i want to make sure i get this right i think he's one of like eight or six linebacker prospects high school linebacker prospects who runs under a certain time in the 110 meter hurdles and every other player who is Every other linebacker who's run under that 110-meter hurdles time has made it to the NFL except for one who was involved in a forklift accident. And we actually have – so we have Dingle committed who fits that profile, and I think they're working on a flip for a second linebacker prospect in this same class who also fits that profile. So they've got a type. They want speed, and then they've also – they've not neglected the trenches either. I mean, there's a lot of guys on the offensive line and defensive line expected to be part of this signing class. And so I love the balance, you know, we've heard him say mass kicks ass and also they believe in having a lot of speed at the skill positions. If, if you can hit those evals and develop properly, that's obviously a great combo. So I think they're doing it the right way and excited to see what these guys look like in two or three years.
2: Yeah. I think the trenches will kind of continue to be the focus of, recruiting classes over the next couple of years just because it's something that the staff has mentioned over and over again and it's also been a particular weakness for texas tech but man looking at the transfers like i'm i'm really excited to see what cj baskerville can bring to this team i think that 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 safety unit now w- with baskerville and owens back there next year um that's a really fast group and so looking forward to getting him in the backfield and and seeing what Uh, that secondary can do. Hopefully coverages over the top are a little bit tighter than they were in 2022.
0: You know, I think you're looking for, uh, certainly that has been a position of need and you can always tell a position of need when you see who's being recruited, when you have three or four safeties in the first two classes and two of them are four stars, they really put into that position. Um, Hullaby on campus this year, red shirting, and then the two in this class that are four stars. A note on the red shirts. We talked last week about who could and couldn't play in the Texas Tech, Texas Bowl. Um, Now they've done a blanket waiver. So this game does not count on any red shirt at all. So you'll see Tycona, uh, you'll see some of these other freshmen that played and then maybe Bryson Donnell, Bryce and Donnell, uh, Donnell, and then a few more that
2: – Koiikin, maybe, special teams.
0: Yep. I would love to see him get a little more run. The one play he got in against, uh, what was it, Baylor at the penalty that wasn't his fault.
2: He needs some reps out there, man. He needs to get settled in.
0: Yeah, blocking a guy 10, ten yards down the field.
2: That rule makes so much sense. I'm almost surprised that they
3: implemented it.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what uh, Joel Clatt was saying.
3: No, never mind, then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was too. Klatt, um, we need to get Clat you know, on the pod. That yeah, <laughs> what we all- I was talking about. I'm talking about all sorts of stuff, man.
0: Yeah, and I don't, um, I don't know who that is, but I guess we're reaching the masses here. Gum, <laughs> <laughs> you know him.
3: We need to get Clat on the pod one year later and be like, do you want to walk this back at all? Like, I know that you're buddies with Matt Wells, but yeah. can you see why the change was made and can you – acknowledge that progress has been made, even if you didn't necessarily agree with the timing or how it was done, that ultimately it was the right decision.
0: Do you think he, A, would come on? Probably not. But, B, remember that we had a hey, buddy quote off, me and him? I don't know. Hey, guy. Hey, pal.
3: Some of those guys have long memories. You know, like we probably can't get Fran because of you. And, wow. and no, I should rephrase. I should rephrase. We can't get Fran because Fran is soft. Yes. an <laughs> interaction he had with you that was not your fault, but Fran.
0: Fran's, I quoted Fran and he was like, you mischaracterized. Like, <laughs> I said. it.
3: Yeah. Um, What's
0: but, that joke?
3: Well, then like Goodman surprised me. I mean, I called him a, a POS, and yes, he was like, you will come on y'all's podcast. And so I was like, okay, I wasn't really expecting that. I was kind of trying to burn <laughs> that bridge, and then <laughs> he was nicer than I thought he would be. So I could see Clatt going either way. I could see him being like, no, I'm a little bit too good for that, but I could also – maybe if he's cool like Goodman was in that one instance, Goodman certainly hasn't been cool since
0: then. Maybe he would. I don't know. Fran was really good at the backhanded compliments too. He was like, you know, I really like to come on little little radio shows like yours. Like, oh, thanks, Fran. It's like the little towns around. It's like that you're doing it again, Fran.
3: Yeah.
0: Speaking of long memories, I remember that because it was, anyways. Clatt uh, would definitely never admit he was wrong. So he would fit in on this podcast. That would be a disaster. Uh, oh, the, can you imagine the three of us going in a circle? All of us going, no, no,
3: no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I've never been wrong on the internet.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, at least I think it's a bit for me and you, maybe. Well, for you.
3: for you, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> hey, you know what else is always right,
0: Rob? Raheeno Barbecue.
3: Yeah, go ahead and finish the ad read.
0: Oh, you don't. You we asked the, you the question, and now you're getting you mad.
3: mad. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Raheeno <laughs> Barbecue. They were in Lubbock last Saturday. They had Santa Claus out there at the West End. So I did what I always do. I went and got six meals. For the wife and I, we had Rojino Barbecue for the next three days. Still not too late, hopefully, to get in a holiday order if you want one. I would uh, certainly recommend a Christmas brisket from Rahino Barbecue. Give them a follow on socials at Rojino BBQ. You can order ahead at bbqcom They've got a mobile food truck that goes all across West Texas, and their home base is out in Alton. Open Thursday through Saturday every week. And longtime sponsors coming up on a full year here with the Gauchos. So we've seen them come a long way and we've come a long way um, alongside them. So shout out to our friends at Regino. If you're coming back for the holidays or something and you haven't been back to Lubbock in a while, definitely check them out. We're always getting asked what, what are the good food spots in Lubbock and uh, Regino barbecue tops the list.
0: Just to note, if you want to do the Texas Trinity barbecue dinner for Christmas, you'll need to get your order in today. Uh, the 18th. So, uh, com. I think they said on Instagram earlier. But you could order every day for for the holidays and then just have it and then warm it up.
3: You know what else is warming up? It looks like the Texas Tech basketball team after a couple of I don't want to say bad performances, but closer than expected victories over inferior opponents. They uh, put up a 100 burger. Yeah, we do have bots in the chat. Uh, it's because the mods have lost all control. But uh, yeah, was uh, lots of bots. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Hey, pull that back up, man. He can promote our channel. Promote our channel, yeah. It says so right there. DKVD zero quality is guaranteed to be the best. Okay um so you beat the brakes off of jackson state um i guess very broadly <laughs> there's been a lot going on with the basketball program in the last week or so and i see some people they're like all right amac's coming back we beat jackson state like all is well again what's like the let's take the temperature of the room with the basketball team as a whole because we're i guess a couple more non-con patty cakes away from conference play and then we're down to the nitty-gritty so How are you all feeling about the season to this point, the team, everything moving forward?
0: I I don't think that I'm way excited because they beat Jackson State. But I think you did see a lot of progress, maybe. And Steve Green looked more involved in the huddle, maybe. Of course, he scored 100. The offense looked better. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, that uh, it was because of Steve Green. But if you look at Jackson State, 1-10, but only a 10-point loss to Michigan. Uh, they lost by 40 to Indiana, so it has been done. A one-point loss to SMU. And then kind of a, a late run by Mississippi State that ended that one game uh, by 10. Um. You put them in hell on the defensive side. It looked like they've never passed the ball before because you were in the passing lane so hard and you made shots. I think some of that is translatable, right? So I'm not like dancing in the streets because you beat Jackson state, but Jackson state is not as bad as their one in 10 looks. And you beat them by 50. Now, they kind of got Jerry Jones in the second half. I don't know if you got to watch the stream the whole way through. Kyle. Well, you your house hunting, so you didn't. But in the second half, there's windows in this high school gym. And on the, I don't know, we'll call it the southeast corner. I don't know what direction it faces. But the top left corner on the court, uh, when you're trying to shoot a three, <laughs> there's sun in your eyes. <laughs> And that's the side that Jackson state was playing on the whole second half. So maybe that's why they didn't do good in the second half, but they also didn't do good in the first half. So uh, I think that, I think you could take some positives from that game, but they're not good. They're not as good as big 12 play. So you're going to need to be better, but step in the right direction. I would say.
2: Yeah. Two things can be true. Um, That win probably shouldn't make you feel an awful lot better about Big 12 play. Just because, I mean, it's not indicative of the competition level that you're going to be facing in a couple of weeks. Um, And it can also be a, a more promising sign of what's to come. I think that this is a team that's young. They haven't played a lot together. And I mean, really through the first couple of games of the season, you know, you're seeing things and it's like, hey, this is starting to work. There are some guys that are playing well you just got to figure out how to stop throwing it to the other team. Like it, it, it's just unbearable. It's a terrible problem for this team early in the season. And I think that challenge to come out and have one of the best games protecting the basketball that you've had in a couple of years is a really, really good sign. And then I think we're just so accustomed to seeing good Texas Tech defense that performances like this can just kind of get overlooked, especially when you have a hundred points offensively. But I mean, Jackson state committed nine more turnovers than they had made field goals. So that's a game that you're really hanging your hat on. I I think that that game was closer to the identity that you want to be at. than you've really shown that looked like Texas tech basketball. I, I don't really know if we've seen even shadows of that this season. And so that, that was Encouraging to me, and I think that bodes well um over the next couple of games for them to fall into a rhythm uh before you're really in the thick of it,
3: Ryan. I've asked you this question in different formats a couple times throughout the season, but is Lamar Washington your sixth man
2: now? Yeah, I mean, Demarion Williams was shooting the lights out on on Saturday, and I think when you've got a guy like that. I mean, if he continues to make shots anywhere near that clip, it's going to be hard to take minutes from him. But Lamar Washington, what what he provides on both ends of the floor, even when it doesn't show up on the box score, I think is really, really valuable for this team because you're missing those guys like you had last year that you could kind of just throw into a lineup. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. They're not out there to play point guard or shooting guard or on the wing. They're just out there to play defense and then find a shot on offense and I think he's a guy that as a freshman just has a really good feel of getting thrown out on the court and, and making things happen making the right pass on offense getting to the bucket getting to the free throw line that's always been a strength of his and then the defense was really good on Saturday too and so he he's becoming that guy for me but I think right now with the lack of front court depth uh KJ Allen man the case K- just keeps getting stronger for him to get minutes. And I I have been pessimistic on, on him as a regular contributor in this rotation. But, I mean, he he's making a case for himself.
0: That was... I almost said something harsh. That was his best game. I was going to say that was his first good game, but that was his best game this year.
2: It was the first game... Like, he, he had a couple of games last year where he did a lot of things good... But he didn't really directly contribute to your chances of winning in a dramatic fashion, like he was a guy that could go and get a board, body somebody up on defense, make a really good play, but this game it was complete, like he was putting points on the board for you, and I mean you just need that this year you don't you don't have guys on the bench, so if there's a guy out there that's gonna get you buckets you're, he's gonna get minutes
3: forda amac broken foot as soon as he's out of the hard cast uh last week happens, and he's Expected to transfer and then coming back, but he's still hurt. Um, I've made my thoughts pretty well known on this. I don't know if you heard our last episode. I, I my, my entire mentality on Fardau's this season has been that I'm, I'm very weary of a big man coming off of a foot injury like that. The precedent is not good. And so expect nothing. And if he winds up being able to give you good minutes, count it as a bonus. But that doesn't seem to align with some of the fan base sentiment that are hanging their hat on, well, you know, as soon as Fardaws comes back, then da-da-da-da-da, you know, we'll be some other different version of this team. How much are you expecting from Fardaws in Big 12 play this season?
2: Not a lot, and, and that really hasn't changed from where I feel like I was at at the start of the season. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, he's a big dude. That, that's a tough injury to suffer and to come back from and then to be playing against arguably some of the best athletes at this level and so it's difficult especially with the way that spacing tends to work on the big 12 you're out on the perimeter a lot he's gonna have to be moving laterally really well to be able to keep up on the perimeter with some of those big 12 guards and so yeah man I'm, i'm kind of with you just waiting to see what we get but i i could i just continue to be surprised at the at the anticipated level of impact that he's gonna have um, and that's not to say that he's not a good player. He is, he's a very good basketball player. Um, but even like when he got his cast off, it was like, here he comes. And it, it's like, man, he's learning how to walk. Like he hasn't walked in months on his bare foot. He, he's literally learning how to walk right now. And so I think it's just keeping expectations in, in check and hoping that you just get something out of him really this year. Um, and I, I think you will. I don't think that he'll exactly be the caliber of athlete um, that he could be without injury, but he's going to give you something at, at some point down the stretch of the season. I, I think
0: a question from the chat. Was that green's true offense? We saw uh, it was a season high, I believe, or at least a month high in three point attempts, but you had more possessions and, you you only shot 37%, but you scored 102 points. Pop Isaacs, 0 for 5 from 3, and you scored 102 points. That's got to feel pretty good. Of course, you scored in the paint a lot against Jackson State, and they just couldn't do anything about it. He's still playable, though. It's just an off night. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Border- I mean, borderline unplayable if you can't make a three-point shot, but – uh, and then Washington. This is uh, from Mooney. Says Washington feels like a true point of attack guy, especially on defense. Ninety-four feet guy. That guy attacks on defense and attacks the rim on offense. I really like how he plays. He plays um, at an angle. The dude is always just seemingly on an angle, like running or defending on an angle, which I love.
2: There, there's going to be a Big Twelve game this year where you're in like a four-point game with. Six minutes left in the game, maybe less, and he's running a press and he gets a steal and gets a bucket that swings the game in your favor and you win. That yeah. I, I just see it. I see it already.
0: If Mac contributes to the team, it'll be a f- seen in a fresher Bacho throughout the game. But that's, that's kind of what I
3: imagine his realistic ceiling being. If Bacho's playing 30 minutes a game, Amac plays 10, they're never on the court at the same time. And I'm not trying to minimize Amac because, like Ryan said, he's a great basketball player. But I'm just – the only reason I'm skeptical is because of the injury and how feasible or not feasible it is to come back quickly from that. And so I don't have this, you know, image of him playing 24 minutes of crunch time basketball in Big 12 play. But if he can spell Bacho and give you 10 and and rebound, draw some fouls, make some free throws – Then I I would consider that a a positive addition to this team. So we'll see what he does, I guess. Um, But yeah, I'm curious to see how curious to see which version of this team we get. Rounding out the non conference slate, are they going to put away inferior opponents or let them hang around like they've done a couple times? Now we've sort of seen both versions of that at different points during this season. And I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll feel a little bit better about Big Twelve play if they can keep this going. I'll ask you all again before Big 12 play starts. But if I gave you over under uh, <clears throat> excuse me over under seven and a half conference wins, what are you taking right now?
0: I I still lean over, just because we've seen Oklahoma take a terrible loss. We've seen TCU take a terrible loss. They've been playing well. Um, if you can win 150 two more times in non conference play, which You play Houston Christian and South Carolina State. Maybe I feel better about that, but if you're giving me like seven or roll the dice, I'll roll the dice.
2: I'm probably there too, but I don't feel great about it, especially because when we made our preseason picks, I was extremely low on West Virginia and they've shown that they can be a better basketball team than i imagined um but i think i'd i'd probably still go over um but yeah it, it's it's dicey man it's a good conference this year
3: it's tight i'd probably go under yeah and, and i'm usually not a pessimist but i think right. i think if you get to 9 and 9 you feel good about your tournament odds you know going 500 in this conference has typically historically meant you're a tournament team and i don't know if we're quite there yet so i'll say under but i hope i'm proven wrong
0: me too um anything uh, houston christian south carolina state i mean play one before christmas one after christmas and then new year's eve is tcu so you got about two weeks, and you play three games in TCU. If you had to choose an opener, a ranked opener, I guess that's the one you choose. But, man, I I think that game will tell you a lot because you're either in Fort Worth getting hammered, and then you're really feeling bad about seven and a half, or you go play good in Fort Worth, win or lose, and you kind of say, all right, we can do this. Maybe make, make a little noise in the Big 12.
2: That arena yeah. is going to be Scarlet. Hopefully. I mean that that's essentially a home game. It, it's gotta be. With, with TCU in the playoff, you you've gotta you gotta pack that building and, and try and True. try and snag one to open Big 12 play.
0: Underrated point there.
2: Seeing TCU fans struggle to secure Fiesta
3: Bowl tickets has been chef's yeah. kisses.
0: Yeah. They're really upset about it too.
3: Like That kind of sucks, doesn't it? When you want to go to a game and you can afford to go to a game and you've made travel plans to go to a game and you just can't get a ticket. Mm-hmm. That would suck.
0: Yeah. Expected in basketball season too, right?
3: <laughs> okay. Um, we got a good idea from a Twitter follower. He asked on Twitter for our all Mike Leach era team at Texas Tech That's kind of a fun way to – reminisce about the players that he recruited, coached, and developed. And rather than answer on Twitter, I was like, well, let's the three of us kind of bounce that around and remember some dudes from 2000 through 2009. And then, Rob, you had the idea of making it more like a fantasy football draft. And so we're going to build each of our respective best Leach-era Texas Tech teams by drafting Leach-era players So to determine the draft order, everybody's going to guess a number 1 through 50. And whoever gets closest to the random number gets the top draft pick, second closest, second draft pick, and so on. And then we'll snake back and forth like a fantasy football draft.
0: Okay, so we are snaking. Yeah. And then now, is this Price is Right rules closest without going over?
3: No, just closest. Okay. Absolute value. Okay, so I'll let you all pick first. Any number between 1 and 50, Ryan, you can choose first.
2: 23, not for Jordan. 100 years of Texas Technical College.
0: Like that. Robert? Uh, 27.
3: Okay. Uh, 23 and 27. Okay, I'll go. Oof. Wow, y'all put me in a bind here. I'll go 28. All right. I'm just going to hit it once so everybody knows this is kosher. Uh, Oh, it's 50. I don't know if y'all can see it.
0: We can't, but I trust you.
3: (laughs) So that would mean whoever picked the highest number. Oh, that was me. Yeah. So I'll get the first pick in the draft. How about that? Um, Rob, you'll go second. Okay. Money third, and then we'll snake back. Now, this is two picks. So... Before we start, because I, I have a big board of players I would like to draft in a certain order, are we going like our the best real-life team? Is this fantasy football? How are we doing this?
0: Yes, yeah, so let's, let's call it fantasy football. We'll go quarterback, running back, three wide receivers, because it's Texas Tech in the Leech era, a flex. So if you want a fourth wide receiver or a second running back or a Cole Roberts tight end, by the way, if we don't pick Cole, one of us has to, right?
3: He's on, he's on my big board. Don't worry.
0: He's on my big board, too. Yeah. Uh, and then let's do an offensive line. Pick a year. And then a defense. Pick a year. And then a kicker.
3: Okay. All right. I will
0: kick it off. I am going to draft. People are going to be surprised, I think. And you might get some heat for this, but it's the right pick. Yeah, I'll,
3: I'll justify it a little bit. We don't have time to justify like every single pick. I'm drafting Torian Henderson because in fantasy football, a running back who can catch passes is absolutely lethal. That's reason number A. Reason number A. <laughs> um, that's reason number one. And he not only did he catch passes, NCAA record holder for receptions by a running back. Reason number two, there's, in my opinion, not a shot at any other running backs in the leech era. Kind of a big drop-off after that in terms of career uh, career production. So I'm taking Torian Henderson, number one, locking in the running back position. And uh, Rob, you're
0: next. Crabtree. Oh, do I need to – I don't think I need to
2: – I think that makes perfect sense.
0: Money, you got two picks, man.
2: You know what they say about fantasy football and – the fact that you're not supposed to pick a quarterback in the first round especially when you're talking about texas tech players um but screw it i'm taking graham harrell man give, give me graham harrell for my first pick um i was looking over over some stats today as we were preparing to to make these do you know um obviously i'm guessing both of you know that graham harrell is the leading pass downs or passing touchdowns career leader for texas tech but do you know how many touchdowns separate him uh from the second leading career passing touchdown so i know yeah just tech
3: so i know cliff had 100 career touchdowns but that's running and passing he's the only other one who had the luxury of starting three seasons so i would guess he's not too far behind because of that volume he's second I'll say that Harrell has Cliff beat by 18 touchdowns. How many
0: did Harrell have, did you say?
2: Mm-mm. mm
0: Yeah, it's got to be around 20, 25. I think Cliff had 90, 92.
2: Graham Harrell, 134. Cliff, 95.
0: 95.
2: That's crazy. Like
3: 39. That's like another full season.
2: Yeah, I was, very, I was very <laughs> surprised by that, and, and that's why I'm going Harrell.
0: Well, Cliff just had one big year. Cliff number four on my quarterback big board, by the way.
2: I'll,
3: I'll reveal to you all my some of my big board positions if you'll want to because there might be some surprises okay. on there.
2: All right, uh, number two for money. I'm going to go Ricky Williams. That's a good Get pick. Give me a running back.
0: Little
3: Ricky. Good pick. The little already. Hey, hey, can I clear the air about something?
0: That <laughs> you're not a Longhorns fan?
3: point of personal privilege here. Just a a slip of the tongue on one of our recent episodes. Uh-oh. When I was talking about Texas Ricky Williams and Texas Tech Ricky Williams, I referred to Texas Ricky Williams as a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And I just want everybody to know that I know Ricky Williams played running back. I just slipped up and said the wrong position. But I'm not a moron.
0: Anyway, go ahead, Rob. <laughs> um... All right, so you and Ricky Williams, I'll take Shannon Woods, get my running back off the board. Uh, For a lot of the same reasons, you took Torian Henderson. He was a 1,000-yard career catcher, 2,000 yards rushing. Um, I might even have that backwards. Uh, Is what it is, though. He could do both Shannon Woods, running back, off the board. Well,
3: you all really screwed the pooch on this because I'm about to draft the number one slot receiver available. Very high volume of catches, which if we're in a PPR league, that's to my advantage. Wes Welker, who should be the next member of the Texas Tech Ring of Honor. And I need an outside guy. So give me Joel Filani.
0: Two great picks. I should have saved my running back. You know what it is, what it is. Yeah,
1: nobody else We
0: draft him. That was a waste of a pick, but whatever. <laughs> uh um let's see going on my board here we'll take carlos francis as next best available speed burner carlos francis
3: the most underrated wide receiver in texas tech history
0: i would not argue that uh, too long
3: look at the career numbers he's Just barely below some of those guys we talk about being like Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor types, and he doesn't get nearly the credit.
2: Good pick. He was going to be my snake pick here. Um, But I'm going to take Nehemiah Glover at, at the wide receiver position, suffered some injuries his senior year in 04, didn't get to play as much, but um oh three man over a thousand yards 14 yards per reception nine tutties really good season there so he's gonna be my first wide receiver and then man i'm gonna follow it up and i'm gonna take my flex and i'm gonna go mickey peters you know, tight end position um that's gonna be my pick here
0: mickey peters uh for some reason We got an unforgivable. I want to assume that it's because we didn't take Wes Welker before Shannon Woods. I mean, if I wanted to draft a return guy that early, I would have. Uh, I'll take
1: Lyle.
0: (laughs) I'll take Lyle Leong. Finished his career in 2010, but uh, second in touchdowns, Lyle Leong. All time. He's not a leech guy, but. So, uh,
3: yeah, how are we handling this? If you, you played mean? one year, one year for Leech, is that enough? Two years. Two years. Okay.
0: Yeah. 08, 09.
3: The, I know. I'm not asking about Lyle Leong in particular. I'm asking for future oh. draft picks. What's the threshold?
0: I would say if you had one solid year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, his big year was Lyle Leong's big year. The 19 touchdown year was after. But if we're going career, we he's a he was recruited by Leech. Is that okay. good enough? Oh, uh the unforgivable was for Kyle saying Ricky Williams was a quarterback.
3: That's fair. I can ask for your forgiveness, but I can't demand it. So Um I need some help from from the crowd here. I need another outside guy to go opposite Falani. Are we thinking could Jarrett Hicks play outside, do you think? Or is he more of a slot guy?
0: I was thinking he was a outside guy.
3: Okay, struggling between him and Detron. I'll go, I'll go, Jared Hicks. And Six then I'm
0: two not- twelve, Jared Hicks. Do what? Six three two twelve.
3: Yeah, Jared Hicks. Yeah. Oh, dude, my roster's salty. And then at the other slot receiver, because I'm gonna play four wide, probably no tight end. Danny Amendola. Y'all gave me Welker and Amendola, and I've got the best running back in Texas Tech in Leach era history. And
0: I've got two dudes on the outside. So good luck. Fair enough. Uh Ryan, will you remind me of your two picks so I can not double take one?
2: I have Harold, Ricky Williams, Nehemiah Glover, and Mickey Peters.
0: Nehemiah. Maya. Oh Mickey, I forgot you did Mickey.
3: Hey, so I just want to clarify something. We've made close to a dozen picks between all of us. 13. And only one only one quarterback is, is off the board, is that right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's true. And Danny. My one of my favorite um memories as a kid going to games was people chanting Danny, 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 Danny um let's see i'm gonna go back to my big board um a lot of these wide receivers off here um do i want to get a guy like eric morris emo do i want to go rojo the athlete um do I want to double down at running back? I kind of do. I kind of do. I'm going to go Baron Batch. Baron Batch, another really underrated player in Texas Tech history.
3: Are you running some two-back sets?
0: Yeah, I might so. Uh, Shannon Woods can be out in the flats if, if we want him yeah, to. Yeah, like that. We also, I think, just erased our chance to take um, Cole Roberts.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Eric Morris. That that's my pick here. I got one more spot to round out my wide receivers, and so I'm gonna take Emo there. Baron Batch is a sneaky good pick though. I, I wanted that one. Um was wondering if somebody was gonna get them for his or get him for their flex. But with Eric Morris off the board, I'll snake back around and you know what? I'm gonna pick the 08-09 Texas Tech offensive line go ahead and get a group of guys that Graham Harrell is familiar with uh, a group of guys. That was one of the best in protecting the passer and establish the run a little bit here and there when the red Raiders uh, very occasionally decided to do so. Um, but that was a good group, man.
0: Yes, it was. And maybe the all timer there.
2: Does anyone want to guess what the worst offensive line um, in terms of sacks allowed per game in the leech era was?
0: 2000, uh, yeah, 2000,
2: 2001. I think it's 0506. It may be 01. Um, I've got 0-5-0-6 in my notes. They allowed 3.4 sacks per game.
3: Does that account? Yeah,
2: that 01 for- that, cool. teams got to be higher.
3: Yeah, I would think on like a per play basis that it was a lot better in the middle of the Leach years than at the beginning because Cliff got destroyed all the time. But I don't think they were as like up tempo, shotgun and all that um, early on with Cliff. But I don't
2: know. And then that that 6 team. My other note on that was they were actually last in the country in protecting the quarterback, allowed three point four sacks per game, which is pretty crazy because Texas Tech this season is is allowing three point five sacks per game. And they are not last in the country. I think they're like a they're they're pretty low. They're like one hundred eighteenth or something, um, but not dead last. I think it's to you, Rob. Sorry.
0: Not dead last. Um, <laughs> Kyle's about to go BJ like the big brain he is. I, I'm looking at the board here. I'm trying to... I'm just tracking if I filled out my roster and then just tracking the picks. So I'm trying to go back and look through, but... I... I'm gonna let the fates decide. My quarterback, and I think I can slide the receiver I want another way, and I'm gonna take the best defense, which is the 2008 defense. I take the defense off the board first.
3: Okay, I didn't know we were drafting an offensive line unit, so I did not get to do a ton of draft prep, but I think I read. Rob, ahead of our interview with Cody Campbell, that the two thousand four offensive line had one of the lowest sack rates in the country that year. I think a Manny Ramirez and or Louis Vasquez was on that roster. So give me the two thousand four offensive line. And
0: might have been later, but
3: for a defensive unit. I'm also going to go with 2004. Well, no, 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 no. I'm backpedaling. The pick is not in 2002 because I get Aaron Hunt and I get Ryan Acock. Which, if we were drafting just position only, those yeah. would be among the top defensive linemen and top. Secretary. There's another
2: guy in there too. Uh, was Kevin Curtis still there? All-time leading tackler for Texas Tech was there in 2002. Flu shot.
1: Flew. Yep. That's
3: 2004 offensive line, 2002 defense. And I don't know what their numbers were, but they had some good picks. And I'll coach them up, get them in the right scheme, and
0: we'll win some games. Back to me. Uh, Detron Lewis. Is my wide receiver three. That is a great
3: pick. Great value at this stage in the draft. Thank you.
0: We're really going to play chicken for quarterback, aren't we? I
3: I can I could take a number of dudes at this point, so it's not a priority for me.
0: All
2: right. While you guys are arguing, uh Graham Harrell has 500 yards and 6 touchdowns. Um, you know,
3: Ryan, you could if you just draft the quarterbacks before Rob and I do it, then you could oh, leave no. us with, you know, sticks or somebody. Not a shot at sticks, but you could take the the record setters.
0: That would be really
2: awesome. Let's see. Where am I at? I think I need a defense. You need a defense and a kicker. Ooh, kicker's still on the board.
0: Which, man, I wish I wouldn't have said that because I was going to try to take the first kicker off the board because there's really only one good one.
2: There is. But I've got Graham Harrell. We're throwing it to the end zone every single possession. So I'll leave Alex there for you. Actually, I've got the snake pick. Yeah, you have two picks. Oh, I've got the snake pick. So I'm taking the defense. Whenever Aaron Hunt was on there, I think somebody already took 2002. Can I take 2001? and just get dibs to Aaron hunt, uh, the best pass rusher in Texas tech history. You have and then the same
3: I'm dudes as me, but just one off season, different years, <laughs> one off season, lighter, weaker, and slower than I've got them.
2: <laughs> no, man, they've, they've been practicing against Graham Harrell's defense. You don't even have a quarterback. Who, who are they practicing against? Um, and then, yeah, I'm taking, a uh, Mr. Alex, uh, 48 career field goals. Um, uh, that's an easy pick for me. And I think that's my team.
0: I used to work at a soup kitchen with Alex Trulica's dad, Gerald. Uh, I'll take Deep Matt hit. Williams. I'll, t- I'll take Matt Williams, just for the story. You go on Linwood? Yeah, and we're only kicking uh, PATs. He's never kicked. Yeah. Okay. 57% or something. <laughs> so I, I I've like, got a point. Austin, all these guys. Or...
3: i have got a point of clarification.
2: Okay.
3: I have four receivers and no tight end. Do I need to draft a tight end? Or if I'm playing two slot receivers, am I good?
0: Yeah. One of those wide receivers is your flex.
2: Flex. Yeah. So I
3: need a quarterback and a kicker to complete my roster. Yep. I will take. Man. This is like my head is telling me to take one guy, my heart is telling me to take another. Give me – man. All right, I'm going to take Keith Toogood for my kicker.
0: Okay.
3: Here's what I'm struggling on with quarterback.
0: Great name, by the way.
3: I think Cody Hodges is the most underrated air raid quarterback. And if he had three years, we would talk about him the exact same we do, Graham Harrell. I think B.J. Simmons has – Probably the second best season of any Leech quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: BJ will also get mad at me if I don't pick him.
0: Oh, BJ's <laughs> already mad. BJ's already mad because we're at pick 24 and he's not off the board. He got Aaron Rodgers. Well, he doesn't need any more
3: ammo, right? Like he's got all these reasons to dislike Kyle already. Uh huh. I kind of want to take Hodges, but I'll take BJ Simmons and I'll leave Hodges for you. And I, I don't love that for you, but. I'm getting. I'm taking the gunslinger, the NCAA record record holder, until Bailey Zappi got a hold of it last season. Give me BJ Simmons as my quarterback.
0: All right, I'll take uh, Cody Hodges and win a bunch of games. Now, I I didn't take an offensive line. Are we still with
3: finish this round? It's got to snake back to me. I've got to have the last pick. Right. So we can just get like a bench piece, like another depth flex guy.
0: All right, sweet.
2: So I have no idea what I'm missing.
0: You have, uh, let's see. You could just get another get wide receiver, yeah.
3: Yeah, another yeah. receiver, or if you wanted to get like Bristol Olamua, at tight end.
0: Cole Roberts, diversified lenders. Oh yeah,
3: we still haven't taken Cole yet.
2: I'm taking Cole. <laughs> Give me Cole go. Roberts.
0: You're the new favorite gaucho. Yes, by a mile.
2: Um snake oh my goodness who's still on the board here
0: let's see i've got wide receivers up
2: you could take edward Britton. you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take darcel mcbath and put him at wide receiver
0: okay
3: is rojo still on the board
2: i think he is
3: johnson's still on the board you got rojo and edward Britton still on the board
0: But if you want Darcel, we can, we can
3: do I
2: it. do. All right. Yeah. Ballhawk.
0: Also, play him on defense. Uh, and then I'll, I'll take uh, – I'll, I'll pull a Ryan because I was going to draft the 08 offensive line. I'll just take the 07 offensive line.
2: It's a good move.
3: All right. With my last pick, I need a guy who's not going to be in the starting lineup. I need a locker room guy. I need a culture guy. Need a guy who can maybe be another coach on the sidelines, another set of eyes. Give me Lincoln Riley as my bench player slash future grad assistant analyst, Lincoln Riley. I love
2: it. I have no idea how long that took, um, but it was shorter than I expected, especially after our pre-pod discussion.
0: It's only about 20 minutes.
3: Let's wonder, go. On. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. We'll um we'll post those. I'll make a graphic for everybody's team and put it on Twitter. Yeah. And curious to see everybody's feedback and if there was an oversight that we're not thinking of, somebody's like, "Hey, you you all should have picked this guy." I, I bet Rojo will be one of those.
0: Oh, yeah. From my big board, Johnny Mac. Oh,
2: poll Johnny for Mac. the best team? We want to yep. let the people we'll vote.
0: We'll do a poll. No, no, team. no poll. <laughs>
3: Because <laughs> okay. people just don't like me personally, and so I always lose <laughs> <Blind. the> polls. <laughs> well,
1: we'll,
0: do, we'll, do, we'll do it on Twitter blind.
3: No, it's not. All right, yeah, we'll do a poll.
0: We'll do a blind poll. People like we can
3: you. Know, it can be – I'll attach my name to it. That's fine.
0: Uh, Alex Torres, somebody says. And then Rojo. Well, I think Torres. I don't, know,
3: but, if, I don't know if he fits the criteria.
0: Yeah. Nobody said Adam and James?
3: We're trying to honor Leach. not
0: oh, okay. Me. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, final thoughts? Um. Oh, diversified we- Lenders mailbag? Oh, yeah.
3: Or everything okay over there, Rob? Drop off, huh? Um, do we have any portal talk or did we catch up on that? S- some football guys that I think have hit the portal since we last recorded, but I can't remember. I don't
0: From Tech? Yeah.
2: John Pearson? Yes. Bleedy?
0: Yep, we got Bleedy. I think we got everybody. Maybe that's the last of it for now. Yeah.
3: Still think there could be more. But, um, yeah. Shout out to the guys who are staying. And if you're staying in Lubbock, we hope that (laughs) you will use StayTrig. Book at StayTrig.com. Use the promo code Gauchos for 10% off your first booking. StayTrig is your local option for a short-term vacation or home rental. And here's the deal. Every single Staytrig property is professionally furnished and decorated to an upscale standard. So you don't have to pay the last minute hotel rates. don't have to roll the dice with an Airbnb. Stay local, stay with Staytrig. Staytrig.com, promo code gauchos gets you 10% off. We want everybody to come back to Lubbock for graduation, basketball season, the holidays are coming up, or maybe you're here on business. When you do travel and stay in Lubbock, stay with Stay Trig. Okay, Diversified Lenders, Discord mailbag. If you want to join the Discord and submit questions on the mailbag, patreon.com slash gauchos. It was a lot of fun the last week uh, because basketball was just absolutely out of its mind. But uh, cool little community that we're building and uh, we want you to be a part of that. So patreon.com slash gambling gauchos if you're interested.
2: A lot of exciting new members this week too. Storms of brewing. That's right. Okay,
3: Rob, do you got it?
0: Yes, I got it. Sorry.
3: Okay. Yeah, you were muted for like 45 seconds there.
0: Yeah, well, we were doing the – I didn't want to interrupt the, the live read. It's good radio. Excited about Stay Trick that I just don't want to jump in on you.
3: Right, even thirty seconds after that's over with. Did you
0: see the? Did you see the? Vi- well, I was. Did you see the video that I sent you on the Twitter DMs? Yes. How, how, J- how, J- R- he leads me on. He leads me on red a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, say it later. He's like, oh, that was a funny video, and you're like, oh, you didn't. I no was ride.
3: busy this weekend. I was driving a lot. I,
0: I was offline for once. <laughs> I am trying to find (laughs) – the mailbags have been hot lately. All right. Would the Vikings have been able to make that miraculous comeback against anyone other than Matt Ryan?
3: Well, yeah, because – see, I wish I should have prepped for that question because there was was that graphic earlier in the season for our first three big comeback wins with all the – NFL teams that are down by this much with with this much time left are like 0-300 or whatever. And Kirk Cousins is every single one is just like sipping Gatorade on the sidelines. And uh, we come back and win all of them. So it has less to do with Matt Ryan, more to do with Kirk Cousins, the best quarterback in the NFC.
0: You're sticking to that? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Uh if you could give any tech athlete a do-over in their career, who would it be?
2: Ryan, you go first on this one. Do-over is a big question. Yeah. Cuz that could mean like injuries, guys I thought were good but just didn't pan out, guys that transferred. <laughs> I'm going to pick A Mac and and just give him a healthy foot. Honestly, that that's going to be my pick.
0: Lots of options here. Uh, Jarrett Culver, I just want that national championship game do-over because he you know, didn't close out, can make another shot maybe. Um, baseball, I would say Josh Young, one of the greatest of all time. I would love to see that 2019 again. Of course, he did everything right. Um, Dustin May in baseball, career do-over to actually accept his scholarship to Texas Tech. That would be fun. Lots of baseball options like that. Football, I, in the Discord, somebody says Patrick Mahomes. Like, career do-over in another time period? Career like do defense. Yeah, career do-over with a defense. Like, if you gave him a career do-over in the same time period, the same thing is happening. Like, could you get him now with Joey? Could you get him with Leach? That would be more fun than just having him relive that again.
3: Can you repeat the question?
0: If you could give any tech athlete a do-over on their career, who would it be? Steven Gingry is a listed guy as well. Because that's what I was thinking, like, yeah. like injury-wise.
3: Um, Tyler Shuck? I'll take it a different way since we're talking about Rojo and some Leach guys. I of course love Sonny Cumbie and Cody Hodges. I but we never saw the Mike Leach offense with a dual threat, a true dual threat quarterback. And Rojo was an insane athlete. Yeah, I kind of would like to just know what that would have looked like for two seasons of him running the offense. Would we have installed any kind of quarterback run game? What kind of productivity would he have had scrambling? And so he he doesn't need a do over from a lack of productivity standpoint. He was a great receiver here. But if I could like have his time in Raiderland again and see what it looks like in a different version, I'll choose Robert Johnson.
0: Uh, Slim says Keenan the elite eight year, healthy toe. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: that's a good pick.
0: What about B.J. Simmons? But they have real quarterback competitions in an off season, and he gets to beat out Cliff.
3: Yeah. What if B.J. was a four year starter?
0: Or a two- or three-year starter.
3: Because, like, I don't know if this is fair to Cliff or not, but the way I envision that is that if Cliff was the better quarterback the three years that he was starter, the gap maybe wasn't that big, if at all. Yeah. And so Cliff had the benefit of longevity. put up great career numbers. By his senior year was really good due to the experience he had. But, like, if B.J. Simmons' 2003 season had three more years of him starting preceding that, How much better could it have possibly been? So, yeah, that's a fun one to think about, too.
0: When you saw what Cliff finally did as a senior, 5,000 yards passing, it was like doubled all of his numbers. BJ certainly would have done that, I think, multiple times. Uh, BJ not blowing his knee up on a, a celebration would have been cool, too. Uh, who are the woos McGuire has been tweeting about and what's y'all's sentiment on team impact for the new recruits we've answered that several times uh, but I'll let you go over it again Kyle and Ryan do you have who committed
2: I do not know I don't either
3: yeah I don't know for sure who committed but I know they're targeting
2: a lot of guys uh, in town last weekend a lot yeah, of guys dude. in town
3: Yeah, hosting some visitors for like a last-minute deal ahead of signing day. So I think there could be another – a couple high school dudes to round out the high school class and obviously some portal guys that you're hoping have more of an immediate impact. Really, I think you just need to sort of connect the dots on like, okay, Phillip Bleedy left, so you need, you know, an experienced defensive lineman who can add some depth there. So I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody that fits that mold – Um, we've long thought or known that they wanted more speed in the wide receiver room. So if there's a portal spot open for a a speedy wide receiver, you might see somebody who fits that profile. Um, I think they could still maybe use some help on the offensive line. So maybe some transfer types that have some experience on the offensive line that could contribute immediately. So we'll see. I mean, we'll know soon. Signing day is right around the corner. And then I guess some portal guys might take more time to shake out. But uh,
2: yeah. Should start coming together pretty quickly here. It'll pick up after the bowl game. It, yeah. It'll be pretty quiet for the next ten days, I think, and then after the bowl game, it there will be some some movement.
0: I don't know if you caught it, uh, Kyle, but Ryan gave me a harsh uh, eye roll there. <laughs> that
2: well, I don't remember. <laughs> you said Tyler Shuck for oh, your yeah. career do over.
0: <laughs> pretty harsh
2: over there. On a team uh-huh. that couldn't stop playing three quarterbacks, you're gonna give one of them another, another shot.
0: Is Matt Wells still here? If Tyler Shuck's is starter all year, um, this is uh, now again we hammer Swamp Donkey a couple of times uh, an episode. It seems like, but he clear he he asks a Vi- he says as a Vikings fan, but he clarifies before and says for Kyle, it's like we get it. Like you're asking the Vikings fan. You don't need to. That's a double qualifier, anyways. Uh, given the current and sure to increase ten and zero record in one score games, including four one on Greg Joseph field goals, and given the Vikings' playoff history, how confident are you there won't be another installment of Vikings missed field goal to lose a playoff game catalog?
3: Hang on one second. I had to take another hit of the copium there because uh, a bunch of Cowboys fans are still talking about season-long margin of victory and point differential. And uh, all we do, hey, we just sit here at 11-3 and division champs playing home playoff games. So, yeah, you can point to, oh, they're all one loss, close comeback wins. I don't care. They're all in the win column. So, yeah, no, we're, we're due, right, Rob, due theory? We've missed enough crucial kicks in franchise history that we're due to start making some. So I have no fear whatsoever that the Vikings will choke this
0: away in dramatic fashion in the playoffs. None. Clip. We will clip that for later. 11747. <laughs> I want winners. <laughs> um is the basketball team hashtag back, Ryan? Is the basketball team hashtag back?
2: To what?
0: No, no. <laughs> back to back. yes they're oh, back. back back to drama
2: i really like this career do-over question i, w- I want to make a live submission to the diverse diversified lenders mailbag are you doing a do-over of your answer no to- no, no no Oh, okay. completely different question i'm still taking Fardos amac if you could take one guy or no oh yeah kalen geiger In Adonis Arms, which one would you rather have an extra year of eligibility to still be playing on this year's edition of Texas Tech's respective team?
0: Yeah, I would go Arms too. I thought you were going to say which one would you rather start at Texas Tech and get a full career from.
2: That's also a question.
0: But I don't know if Adonis – like if it was Bryson Williams – and you could have five years of Bryson Williams or Tariq Owens or Matt Mooney. I don't know if I would want four years of Adonis Arms because when he got to college, he was five ten,
2: <laughs> and they said that a lot. So what if he comes in at six six? Yeah, if you and get then has a, another nine inch growth spurt. He goes full I, Rodman. I'm not taking shots at anybody here. <laughs> uh
3: huh. I think collectively as a fan base, we might misremember a little bit who Kalen Geiger was let's hear it he had one touchdown in his one season in lubbock so we appreciate him for coming yeah but his stat line in 12 games 43 catches 533 yards one touchdown is that is that above replacement for like anybody else on the roster at that spot
0: i would have loved to have seen that with a different Situation.
2: Yeah, I think it's a what-if for me. Or like, what if you could put Azukama in this offense?
0: Yes. Oh my God. Well, I would have, love to have
3: to have mercy. Okay, now. if I could have one guy in recent memory in this offense, it's Kiki QT.
0: antoine Wesley.
3: No. dude Kiki <laughs> in this offense?
0: straight down the field. yeah. Oh my gosh.
2: I just realized that we're doing the thing that whenever it's a tweet and it's like guys only want one thing and it's to sit around and name random sports players from the last 20 years. See, like my, subscribe to the Gambling Gacho's man. Exclusive it's content my, here.
3: It's my favorite road trip game just naming random football yeah. players. But no, I um I think Kalen Geiger's two seasons at Troy were better than his one season at Texas Tech. So give me a Donald yeah. Arms cuz especially this season you need depth on the wing. Yeah. and he was great defensively. I, I would, I would take Adonis.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Arms. I think it's just an interesting question. Two guys that are were here for a year. You got a glimpse of something that looked promising, and now they're both kind of teetering in the professional ranks. I, I, I just think it's interesting to think about.
0: If you yeah. could have one guy for his whole career, would you want Tariq Owens or Matt
2: Mooney? Owens. Owens. Or Grant
0: Williams.
3: No, Owens, because he's a unicorn. Like, as good as Matt Mooney is, there are other really good point guards, but Tariq Owens is like one of one type territory.
0: How many blocks at Texas Tech would he have had? Isn't he like. He's all single season leader.
3: But isn't he like like, like top five or 10 for career with just that one year?
0: Yeah.
2: It's crazy. I might take the over at 200 career blocks for Tariq Owens (laughs) in four years at Texas Tech.
0: We had uh, 110? What? What's the
2: record? I
0: would have to go back and look.
2: That's a great question.
0: Start, bench, cut, Vasher, Ezukanma, Antoine Wesley. S- start, Wesley. Bench, Ezukanma, cut, Vasher. I don't know if I like that.
2: These are so hard for me because I always ask myself way, way more questions than are actually asked. Yeah. Um,
0: Quarterback. What offense is it? Right.
2: Right. Or am I going based off like actual numbers, production, intangibles? But I I think I'd go that order too. Um, Yeah. Wesley, Azukama, Vasher. Okay. Did a little
3: bit of homework circling back to the last question. Uh huh. Tariq Owens had 92 blocks in Nine. his career as a red raider which is one season.
2: That is absurd. I was trying to yeah. do the math in my head and make it make sense for yeah. for a total, but that is incredible. 92 blocks.
3: That's like so just for two and some and a half a game. For some perspective, third place on the all-time blocks list, Will Flemons had 109. And so <laughs> he was very close um like another half season less than half a season and he's got it. Um and if he if he was here four years, the all time record is 162, Tony Batte and he would he would own that if he played two full seasons here. So um I am starting Azukama benching Wesley, cutting Basher.
0: If I didn't do what I did, I would do that. Um where does that go? Do have... Go ahead.
2: I was gonna say do the Gushers one. Cause I've got I've got some spicy takes here.
3: Were you about to ask me an Alan Bowman question? And I <laughs> do want to talk gushers. But... Yeah, where does Alan Bowman end up? <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Well, he's transferring from Michigan.
3: He just I'm, recommitted.
0: I'm just reading out of the mailbag, man. Uh. Uh,
3: Penn I State. State Texas,
0: I think, last time. Penn State. Purdue. I like Purdue.
2: He's going to throw for 5000 at Ball State.
0: Yeah. Western Kentucky. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Where's the Gushers? Is it in the correct?
2: Probably not. It was Start Bench Cut, okay. Gushers, Welch's Fruit Snacks. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to be able to remember the other one. Fruit Roll-Ups. Fruit roll-ups. That's what it was. I am starting
3: Gushers, benching fruit roll-ups, cutting Welch's fruit snacks.
0: Now, Welch's, that's like a blue bag. Yeah. Oh, fruit fruit roll-ups, but you have to unroll it all and then put it all in your mouth at the one time. (laughs) And then Welch's and then Gushers.
2: Yeah. So, did you just cut Gushers? Yeah, I'm, you cut gushers yeah. over Welch's.
0: I love the those. Those are the goat fruit. Oh,
2: snacks. those are terrible. This was going to be my follow up. Was a start bench cut of Walmart Smiley's, Welch's fruit snacks, and the Motts fruit snacks. I don't know okay. if y'all have had those, but those yes. are incredible.
1: I buy you know, Motts.
3: Second best. No, no, no. I, I buy Motts. So that's you start those. I don't. I don't know if I've Big had Mott's 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 from Walmart. So I'm. I'm I'm undecided on benching or cutting Smiley's versus Welch's. I'd have to try them.
0: Have you had the Scooby Doo ones? Yeah, those are good.
3: Yeah, they're still not starting over Gushers or
2: Mott's.
0: I think Gushers are overrated. They're they're too sticky.
2: I got a I got a blind fruit snack taste test brewing. Um,
0: for the TikTok.
2: For the TikToks.
0: Okay. Nikai was awful at the Dr. Pepper one. So well. <laughs>
2: The
3: sampling was contaminated. Rob gave me a bunch of water and called it McDonald's Dr Pepper because it was just melted ice. So
0: well, one of us did it perfectly, and then one of us didn't.
3: Yeah, because I gave you good samples.
0: Also drove to like four different gas stations for you <laughs> that <there. laughs> day. Oh man, um, I think that's it on the mailbag too. There's some David Yo stuff I just saw, but I don't think it was in the mailbag. There's more
3: a mailbag, the- isn't
0: there? Well, there was a huge conversation about graphics and uh, Alan Bowman and uh, let's we might, go
3: back. We, it doesn't surprise me that the mods on Discord have lost all control, but we might need yeah. to re-explain what the mailbag is for. It's where you ask
0: questions yeah. and then
3: we uh, answer them, not where you carry on a long conversation and then we have to dig through pages and pages to find the questions.
0: There's a one more question. It's from you. It says, are y'all trolling?
3: Oh yeah, on the so poke stuff.
0: Yeah, that was in response to Oh Max Duggan. Uh yeah. Uh over under pick so
3: under.
2: Under.
0: Would under be higher in the draft?
3: Lower. Lower, in the draft? lower. I like Duggan. I would pick him if I was a GM.
0: Okay, so pick 75. Oh. He'll go after that. He'll go in the fourth round. Fourth round. Yeah. So be the okay, so over, under fifth quarterback off the board, five and a half. Under. Under is like this is like he's
2: gonna go after five. Okay. I need I need to see who else is in this class. Whether it's justified or not, I think he's gonna go lower than fifth. Because you've got I mean Levis, who everyone still seems to love for whatever reason, got young. Stroud, is Stroud in this draft, or does he have another year? He's in this draft. You've got, um, goodness, Hendon Hooker, I think, is declaring, even with the ACL. Yeah, I'm going to go under.
0: Let's see. Clayton Toon. Oh, why would you do this? I hate these freaking articles. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA. Cameron Ward, Washington State. Jaron Hall, BYU, Bo Nix, Oregon, Hendon, Hooker, Tennessee, Will Levis. Bo, Bo Nix is
2: playing. He's going to be playing in Lubbock.
0: Anthony Richardson, Florida, CJ Stroud, Ohio State, and Bryce Young. That was somebody else's list, not mine. Now, where was that? Bo Nix is going where?
2: To Oregon. He's recommitting. Dang. Just like oh. Alan Bowman for two weeks. Okay. But he's actually going to be playing in Lubbock. So we'll see, a, we'll see Bo Picks out on the plains. Good. I'm with you.
0: Uh, Moneyline Texas Tech against Oregon. Shock Knicks.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
3: I'm uh I'm filing that away for the six degrees of Texas Tech
2: Oregon thread that we'll do before that game. There's a lot of juice in that game. A lot of overlap. Be a fun game. Oregon ties.
0: Uh, Shuck won't be starting. Uh, anything else? Final thoughts.
2: He would if he uh, if he had a career do over.
0: That's true. No, he'd already be gone. He'd be in the NFL draft.
2: <laughs> Former uh, number one overall prospect.
0: And Matt Wells would be starting. Starting. Starting him again. <laughs> Walter Walter Football number one overall draft. Pick. Yeah.
3: The, the number one mock draft. Yeah. Um, y'all want to do a Festivus episode on Wednesday? Sure. The... There was
0: one more thing we wanted to talk about last time that we didn't get to. Okay. So oh, OU and Texas leaving?
3: Do you want to give a rant on that? We can save it for Wednesday. Yeah, that's a good Festivus topic. Yeah. So, come ready to air your grievances.
2: It's my yeah. favorite part about Christmas.
3: Yeah. We'll, uh... Man, right... right then we'll be, uh, knocking on the doorstep of the bowl game and... Big 12 basketball. So the quiet period is almost over.
0: All right. I don't have anything else to add. Ryan, final thoughts?
2: I got nothing. Love y'all. Eat some Mott's fruit snacks this week. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Or the good ones, the Welch's. The red ones. Is it cherry or what?
2: All I know is that the grape ones and Welch's might be one of my least favorite things that I've ever eaten.
0: Well, now, am I thinking the same thing? Because I'm I'm thinking it's just one flavor in a big bag. That's what I was thinking about.
2: They got all the fruits, I think. Hey, so Ryan, do you...
0: Maybe I need to to advise on that and see what I'm talking about.
3: Ryan, do you like
2: fruit roll-ups and gushers? I don't love... Fruit roll up, fr- Fruit roll-ups, but I do like gushers. Also, I haven't had them in a couple of years, though. So got a good nostalgia factor to them.
3: I'm trying to formulate tomorrow's start bench cut. So I've got gushers, fruit roll-ups, and welches, But should we put Mots in there instead of Welch's?
2: Scooby, we need a we need to have a sub pull a sub pull for our fruit snack pole. We'll oh, keep the Motts
3: are good. But I will ask everybody tomorrow, and we'll see what they say.
0: I'm trying to remember what the... The Welch's cherry only are great. Yeah, that's one. It was like a bigger bag. Got them at like the magazine sale. Do y'all ever have magazine sales? And you get prizes? No? Uh... You know, if you do eat fruit roll-ups all at once, you could pull a tooth, and that would be a catastrophic injury. Uh, Is there something we could do about a catastrophic injury?
3: I forgot that that was a risk when you ate a fruit roll-up. Yeah. But, yeah, if you needed to sue fruit roll-ups, call our friends over at Barnett, Howard, and Williams. You know them from Gaucho's After Dark this season. Since we don't really have any After Dark content to speak of at the moment, we'll just shout them out here. BHWlawfirm.com. Now, how do you know that they're the best attorneys in the state of Texas? Well, all three partners are double Texas tech grads. That's how you know. They are based in Fort Worth, but they handle cases all across the state of Texas, including one of the only law firms in the state that is certified for Title IX student litigation. So they hope you never need them, but you've got somebody good in your corner. If you do, BHWlawfirm.com. Oh, and shout-out to Argentina for winning the World Cup, the Gauchitos. You know, when they lost to Iran in match number one, it's Iran! There was never a doubt in my mind. I was like, you know what? They're going to win every single game after this. Zero, zero doubts. Zero worry.
0: Uh, some guy pulled a – Thomas pulled a, a tooth out with a milk dud. Was like, yeah.
2: That's believable.
0: Uh, Those things are
2: resilient. Turn.
0: A co-worker just uh, ripped a tooth out with a dot.
2: Also believable. Cut would, dots. Always cut dots.
0: I wouldn't need a dot.
3: So I don't get it. Like a, a Tyler Shuck pass knocked their tooth out?
0: No, a Kirk Cousins pass. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Hit her right in the face. Uh, are we ever going to end this? They lost to Saudi. Not that that matters. Not Iran. That
3: looks bad on me. That looks like I don't even follow the sport of soccer that closely.
0: Or geography in the that, Middle East.
3: Or, that almost or, makes it or like,
2: Ricky Williams.
3: That almost makes it look like that game was at 4 a.m. and I didn't even wake up to watch it. And that, That's tough, honestly.
0: That you don't care about the geopolitical atmosphere and would mix a country like Saudi and Iran. Yeah. So, Tough look for a man in politics. All right. Are we ever going to end this, or are we just going to keep going on and on and
2: on? Love y'all. I'm not really Happy here. holidays. I'm more <laughs> Subscribe to the gouges.
0: Policy. Ryan wants to leave so bad. All right. See y'all. You have to say it, Kyle. Oh, yeah. And he froze.
1: Oh. And
0: he froze. No. Oh, there he goes.
1: There he Love goes. y'all.
0: All right.